Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. I was going to eat quick, and... Uh... I cut my finger. I was trying to get the jar of salsa open, and uh, it was in a wrapper, so I got my scissors out, and I was doing this, and I cut my finger. Oh! <laughs> What'd you cut it with? Well, on the scissors, because I was... Oh, the scissors. Open it, I was trying to cut the thing, and my finger went down the scissors. So it's oh. not bad, but I just I have a Band-Aid on right now, trying to get the bleeding to stop. So for the time being, when I'm picking the the... <laughs> the band-aid sticks out further than my pick does, so. I don't think you can really tell, though. But if I do drop my pick or my pick kind of shifts, you'll know why. So That's dedication. <laughs> it's stupidity is what it is. <laughs> Ripping into a bag of, of chips and salsa to hurry up and get to your live session is dedication I, yeah i should have waited but i was hungry that's who you guys have for an instructor <laughs> that's how dedicated it is rips oh. his finger off with a pair of scissors oh my and still bandaged bandages himself up to show up on time <laughs> anyway guys thank you for being here really really appreciate you uh hanging out with us today we're doing another creative soloing session for you uh the title of this series is called the creative soloing workshop and we'll post it here and um, we'll put all these recordings into a nice playlist for you on the old YouTube. So you can go back and watch any of them. We've already covered meandering. That was the very first one of these sessions that we did. We also covered phrasing, another cool session that we did. And today we're going to be talking about intervallic soloing, uh, which is a big fancy word. But when you see it, you'll be like, oh, I get that. And it's really an awesome concept. You can totally play change your guitar soloing if you're interested in creative soloing continue watching if you want to learn it even faster go to guitarzoom.com and check out steve's new course it's called creative soloing by steve stein it's available for you at guitarzoom.com take it away sir all right so with the intervallic <laughs> approach there's there's two different things that i want you to be thinking about number one is is that when when you're thinking intervallically, you don't always have to think in terms of thirds or fourths or fifths or something like that. You can just think what you're trying to do is create distances between some of the notes that are bigger or smaller at, at different times. So when I was showing you meandering a, a while ago, I was using, you know, when I told you to skip strings, that's essentially what you're doing. So the first approach to intervallic playing we're going to do is just sort of a a, a non-committal sort of intervallic approach. So what I want you to think about is if you're playing, instead of always thinking, again, if thinking about playing sequentially like we often do, what I want you to do is I want you to think about jumping over, over different strings and probably hit the right notes at the same time would be really good. <laughs> So notice like right there, if I go, now I'm just playing in G minor pentatonic, but if I was to go from the fifth string and then skip the fourth string and go up to the third string, it creates a larger interval. 
You see? Now let's take that, what I did was I played third to five, uh, third fret to fifth fret, and then I went up to the third fret of the uh, third string. Let's remove that third fret of the fifth string and let's just go from the five to the three. And you hear that large distance. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the uh, sixth fret of the second string with my pinky. And you hear this really nice melody. And I'm just playing three notes of the G minor pentatonic scale, but instead of going, which would sound nice too, but you can hear the contrast. And you get some really nice sounds Again, not thinking about everything in terms of a logical third movement, which we will do in a second, or a fourth or a fifth or whatever. You're just trying to reassess the way that you're moving through the, the scale, pentatonic or diatonic, and create some larger distances. And you get really nice sounds by doing that. That is super cool. You know, the player I think about when I think of wide intervals, because when you add intervals, it has this kind of open sound. I always think about Eric Johnson. Yeah, Eric Johnson, certainly, uh, you know, for me, one of my favorites would be like Andy Timmons, um, which does this stuff a lot. You know, just players like that. And, you know, and again, later on, we're going to talk about adding some arpeggio ideas and things. We're going to have some other workshops too, to keep getting you to think a little bit differently. And it, you know, my problem was when I was younger, again, if somebody had said intervallic to me, that meant I should be doing sequences of thirds or fourths or something. Again, not wrong. And I'm going to show you that in just a little bit here, uh, a couple things. And then, of course, in creative soloing, I go into more detail with those things. But the point is, is that if you get out of the, the thought process of obligating yourself to play all the notes, you know, be aware that and this is kind of the big thing about creative soloing that I really wanted to get across was um, uh, further on down, Dan and I are going to be talking about a technique called escape routes, which is just huge to me. And that you can see it in action right here. For instance, what I just showed you when I go from five to three to six, I'm logically using the available open finger. I'm setting myself up. If I use this five, my first finger is not being used. And then my pinky is not being used. So I'm not forcing myself into a situation where I'm, I'm making something difficult for my hand. I'm just going with a natural motion of my fingers. create a melody you see by jumping over different different strings or different notes to create larger spaces which we call intervals right that's awesome steve and if you're sitting there wondering i was like okay well, what is an interval the only an interval can be a lot of things um it could be you know unison it could be a major second minor second minor third major third perfect fourth whatever all these different technical terms uh but what you all you really need to know is that an interval is just the distance between any two notes. Yeah, that's all you're doing. And when you're soloing, you're trying to, again, 
just like we were talking about with meandering, you're trying to create a variety of sounds for you and for your listener. And what's really fun as a guitar player is, you know, we get used to the the motor function of... And even right there is, is kind of an intervallic movement that I'm doing. But, you know, that that down-up kind of two-note-per-string thing that we do if we're playing pentatonic or, you know... Maybe a, a three-note thing that we would be doing in diatonic or whatever it might be. And uh, it's not bleeding through, so I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Yay. Win for the day. Oh, gosh. Not bleeding on your guitar. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, the trick is, is just trying to get yourself to think, if you play something that's more close together, follow it up with something that's a little bit farther apart. Or make a really nice wide. You see, and and all of this comes from just creative practice, like sitting around and exploring. Um, and I know I've talked about this before some other time in probably some other video where wherever. But I used to make little charts of my scale that I was working on. And when I was in my study halls when I was in high school, I would sit and study that chart. And I would think about all the different ways I could move in a scale, like instead of just playing it up like this, I would think about, and, and when I got home, I would take that chart and I would look at it and I would just stare at it. And I would try and, you know, look for different sounds and different distances that maybe I wouldn't normally do. And for me, with meandering practice, oftentimes those things will kind of come out out of the woodwork for players because you're forcing yourself to not play up the standard way. So in this one, I just wanted to kind of reiterate what we talked about in the, the first workshop with meandering in case you were wondering what an interval was. So that's sort of the non-committal way of, of approaching distance between notes. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Now, there is an actual intervallic approach to, to creating solos or patterns as well, where let's, again, I'm just going to use G minor pentatonic as my example. And let's say we're going to go down three notes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play three notes. And then what I'm going to do is, instead of starting on the, uh, the first note of this descending G minor pentatonic scale, I'm going to go to the second note of that scale, and I'm going to go down three notes from there. So I get... And we call this playing in thirds. We're, we're playing thirds, so I'm going one, two, three... And if I start using some hammer-on and pull-offs, if I don't drop my pick here... Sorry, it, it, my, my band-aid's getting in the way, but... 
You see, I can create something that becomes a repetitive idea and, and we call this a pattern or a sequence. Now I could take that same idea of, of descending in thirds, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And I could go all the way through the scale. And I could do this the same way ascending. Okay, and we can do different kinds of intervals. That was doing groups of three. Well, I could do groups of four. And that really gets into the Eric Johnson-y kind of sound, groups of fives. You know, so I'm going one, two, three, four, five. So that's another way that you can approach intervallic playing. And again, it doesn't need to be fast or anything, but just start learning how to play a group of three. And so on. And maybe you don't do the entire fretboard, but maybe you go in and you go... And you create little intervallic patterns uh, within the context of your playing. I like to do that a lot if I'm, let's say I'm just kind of freeform playing like we did with meandering. And then all of a sudden I need a kind of pattern like that I throw in there. And then I might follow that up with, again, kind of a freeform thing. So I'll go into a structured idea of maybe a, a intervallic pattern, and then I come back out into that freeform thing I was talking about before. That's what makes it sound amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, I was used, I remember somebody on YouTube telling me it wasn't a word and I still use it, but I, I call it varietize. All you're trying to do is create a variety of sounds for both you, because it's more interesting for you instead of playing the same thing over and over and over. And it's certainly more more interesting for your listener to varietize. If you play something, you know, standard, play something that's not standard. If you play something fast, play something slow. If you play something high, you play something low. Loud, soft, right? It's just dynamic contrast really is what it is. Mm-hmm. I like that dynamic contrast. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Sure. I'm going to write that down, actually. Dynamic contrast. Because I noticed you use that a lot. That's a great way of explaining oh, it, I think. Yeah, and all the players that I really love, that that's kind of their, again, in you know, it depends on the style of music. If you're playing, you know, uh, metal of some sort, a lot of times you don't have that availability of that dynamic because it's so intense that, you know, I'm just saying different styles of music require different situations, require different um, applications. So depending on the style of music that you're playing, you know, if I'm playing in one of my metal bands and everything's really heavy, I don't have the availability of using as much of that dynamic, you know, loud, soft sort of thing because everything's already going 180 beats a minute and it's very loud. But if I find myself in a situation where I can play like this, I love to play like this uh, because it really is a lot of fun, you know, with volume changes and pickup changes and picking textures. Just different kinds of things like that to make it sound more interesting. Love it.
Man, Steve, this has been awesome. Um, we've talked about meandering in one of the uh, creative soloing workshops. We talked about phrasing in one of the uh, creative soloing workshops. Today we're talking about um, these intervallic patterns, intervallic soloing. We touched on dynamic contrast. We've talked about some techniques, uh, hammer-ons, pull-off, sliding, vibrato, bends, double stops, things that make your solos sound like a solo instead of a scale. Uh, if you're enjoying this, guys, I think you'll like the course. Steve's new course is called Creative Soloing. It's available at guitarzoom.com. And um, if you'd like to learn how all of this stuff goes together and really take your solos to a new level, uh, this would probably be a good investment for you. And this is unlike some of other Steve's other courses, like Unlocking the Fretboard, or I always say that, um, Unlocking the Fretboard Connection. Uh, that's about diatonic and, and uh, pentatonic scales and really getting those patterns and learning how they connect. This is more about playing creatively, playing creative solos. Yeah, so it's called creative solo. On top of the scales that you're studying, that's right. Exactly. Really how to make your solos sound musical, how to make them sound authentic, how to make them personalized, like to your particular musical style of what you're trying to achieve, how to actually accomplish that. That's what that course is all about. It's called Creative Soloing. I, Steve Stein, available at guitarzoom.com. Sir, where else would you like to take this conversation? I think that's enough. I think that's good. Just studying that intervallic thing. And I would add on top of what Dan said too, is, is not only what it sounds like, which is again, being a guitar player and playing from a, a personal point of view. It's not only the way it sounds, which he's absolutely right, but it's also the way it feels. There's something about being able to kind of slither around the fretboard that feels differently than the same old routes that you've trained your hands and your mind to think about. The more you can break out of those the more interesting it sounds, but also certainly the more interesting it just feels to be able to, to kind of think about how those fingers move. And again, as we get into uh, further in these workshops, we're gonna talk about escape routes and, and that will make a little more sense to you. But again, it's all covered in, in creative soloing. Awesome. Guys, if you wanna get the course called Creative Soloing by Steve Stein, available at guitarzoom.com. Make sure uh, if you want to join us for the next live creative soloing workshop here on YouTube or wherever you happen to be watching this. I know these videos get put other places. Um, make sure that you subscribe and hit the notify button so you can get notified of the next live session that we're going to be doing for you. We will put all of these for you together in a playlist right there on the channel. You can go back and watch them in case you missed any previous sessions, uh, in case you're unable to attend uh, the next live session. Um, We'll record it there and, and hang out uh, and put it there for you on the channel. Thanks again for being here, guys. We really, really appreciate you. Thank you for all your comments. Um, thank you for taking your time out and being with us. And Steve, thank you, sir, for sharing your talents and your knowledge so that we can become better guitar players and better musicians. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you so much for your time and hanging out with us. And hopefully it helped you a little bit. And Dan, I'll talk to you soon, bud. Okay, man. Thanks a lot. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. So tell us about creative skill patterns, Steve. Where do we start with this? Sure. Um, basically, again, when I was younger, learning how to play patterns, and, and I'm just picking a space on the guitar. You could use any scale you want. But I'm basically going to be using kind of the G major, E minor kind of scale, right? So if I took 
I, I, what I'm doing right now is I'm looking on the fifth string here at five, seven, nine, and then five, seven, nine, and then five, seven, nine, and then seven, eight, ten, seven, eight, ten. Which could be very functional as an E minor scale. Or it sounds great over G major. Okay. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.